Well, Mr. Zellerax, it's time for another Star Citizen podcast, number 16. How are you feeling about that? Oh, I'm actually feeling pretty good about yourself. Hanging in there. You know, uh, as uh, everybody probably knows, and it shouldn't be lost, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, had a lot of uh, challenges with family lately, um, and uh, and that's why we're delayed this week with the podcast, but, um, you know, we hope to kind of get things back on track here in the next uh uh, you know, a couple of a uh, couple of weeks here, and then get back to the regular every uh, Wednesday Thursday thing. So, I'm really excited about that. So, without yes, further ado, uh, you know, one of the things I think you, you know we haven't been doing it early enough, Zell. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll let you I'll let you go. <laughs> well, it's great to see everybody this week. <laughs> if you like what you hear. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button Hey, give us a big thumbs up and, uh, you know, give us something to chat about down below. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we hope you like this one. We absolutely do. And um, I, I thought we would just kind of, obviously the ship showdown, uh, y if you heard the last podcast, we kind of, we went through round one and. And, uh, and now we have a lot of the results on round two. We're kind of down to the last, um, the last kind of battle in round two. And we really then, it, we really then can kind of take a preliminary look at the semis and maybe make some, maybe make some, um, you know, some predictions on the finals uh, and that type of thing. So, uh, you know, I, unless, unless there was anything else before you want, you know, that you wanted to chat about, we, I figured we'd dive right in. Well, let's go. All right. So the first one, you know, as you know, it, it was the Redeemer versus the Scorpius in round two. And, um, you know, it looks like the Scorpius uh, snuck by on that one. A couple, battle, battle of a couple newer ships there. Well, you know, to be honest, when you look at the overall from when we did the 16, uh, very little surprises here. Um Scorpius beat out the Redeemer handily. Uh, and I, you know, in retrospect, I don't know if that is, you know, if that was a big surprise or not. Uh, I know the Redeemer does have its fan base, but I don't, you know, the Scorpius, it's the new hotness. So. It, it is. I mean, it, it's a ton of firepower. Um, and you know, and it's, uh, uh, it's really got kind of that rule of cool going. Not that the Redeemer is kind of cool in its own way. Absolutely. I love the, the, you know, the nutcracker, you know, engines and, you know, and, and, and it's also, you know, uh, hard not to crack, you know, if you will. Um, but I do think it doesn't surprise me. The Scorpius has that, that X-Wing kind of vibe to it. It's, uh, it's just one of those ships that, you know, it's, you know, it packs a lot of punch it's got some. Uh, it's got a little bit different uh, way that it handles that back turret, and it, uh, you know, it apparently just uh, was was definitely uh, voted by the fan bases uh, to advance. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's a slick ship, and you know, like I said, it's it's the new hotness. I I really like it. Uh, I got to fly it early on and was pleasantly surprised with um how much i you know how much i ended up liking the thing uh the 600 i and the carrick we saw that one kind of coming we um, did and even though you know 
I think you and I both went Terrapin, if I'm not mistaken, just because we're Terrapin fanboys. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, of course it doesn't surprise me. The 600i has got a very a stalwart group of people that love the 600i. As I am looking at, thinking of you, sir, I know that you love it. And, of course, with the rework coming as well, uh, there's going to be some, some real, you know, upside to the fact that it's going to have all that space but new pipeline kind of mechanics to take a look at it. Uh, very interesting. I think that the my own thought is is that that the Carrick, uh, you know, kind of did the same thing to to the 600i that it did to the 400i, which is it's just too much ship, you know. The, there's just there's the the, the Carrick does so much, carries a little more, uh, you know. It absolutely, you know, it's it's just the Carrick. I mean, it's one of those ships right now that's just kind of a a real, um, you know, a, just a real bellwether for how Star Citizen is, you know. It's, uh, oh, it's yeah, it, it, it's venerable. You know, it's one of those things that venerable is an excellent word. Um, yeah, I mean, it just it has a lot going for it. And when they do the rework on the 600i and kind of bring it up to spec a little bit, I mean, I, I don't know if there's ever a timeline. <laughs> That the 600i would ever be out the Carrick. Uh, the Carrick being, you know, kind of in the hierarchy that it's at right now. <clears throat> now, you know, maybe a little way down the road when things like the Odyssey come in and, you know, that might pull the Carrick down a peg or two. We'll, we'll have to see, you know, I, I would definitely, <laughs> I'd definitely be team Odyssey for sure. But um, we'll, we'll, we'd see how that plays out. Yeah. You know, I don't know if there's ever, ever an instance that the 600i would ever beat out the Carrick. It's just, you know, like you said, the Carrick's the Carrick. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's got, I mean, it, it really is one of those ships that if you're really doing basically anything in star citizen the Carrick is great for it i mean uh it's it's you know it if you've played star citizen and you've been on the Carrick, you know what i'm talking about it's it's uh it's it's it just has uh there's just a lot of things about and and, and of course as we know not all not everything's there yet you know the modularity yeah, yeah. down there with the cargo bays that uh, you know you and mm -hmm. i have talked to Spent lots of time talking about how the Carrick is definitely going to come into its own in, in the future, even more so than it is now. And and really, it's one of those ships that, from organization gameplay standpoint, is you know it's a require it's you know kind of a requirement in a, in many ways. Well, it's, it's an absolute you know it's one of the it's the only ship that you can respond to now. Uh, besides you know, the eight ninety, right? Yep, except the eight ninety. Um, so, and you know, the 890, I guess you could haul people around and, um, you know, as at the org level, but I think the Carrick, I mean, it's nice as the 890 is, um, you know, I still think the Carrick's probably a little bit easier to do uh org things with so and listen the 890 is a cool ship but it's you know i, I mean the i think the carrick is the perfect size you know like uh for kind of for smaller gameplay and 
and um and, and of course it's not on the list so you know so, you know, so um yep not on the list now that would be something um i'd like to see how that played out i think so I 890 think, against care i think i'd like to know that too so well, moving on down to the fan favorite, though, right? I mean, so you got the Mercury well, in the raft, right? I'll tell you, it's my favorite. <laughs> well, and I, I, you know, the, you know, it's so funny because the, I don't know the raft and the the Mercury and the, I, they're not really in the same class to me. I mean, because, and part of it is because we we have not seen the uh, the cargo refactor or external cargo or understand how any of that stuff's going to necessarily work where the raft could really shine i mean the mercury carries you know 18 more scu of cargo space and then is you know it's just much faster it has more firepower um i don't you know that was kind of, i don't know how the raft i was actually surprised the raft got by the freelancer max knowing so a lot of the folks that i know they just love the freelancer max so um, you know, if yeah, probably, you know, is, is there was some Argo hotness there that maybe, you know, with it being a new kind of an Argo ship that kind of got it by, but I was really surprised by that. Yeah, I was too. I mean, it was kind of close, I guess, maybe closer than some of these other sure matchups that I've seen, but yeah, especially with the raft being broken, you know, it's been broken for. Uh, two patches now. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a very excellent. That's another point. I one that I didn't even consider that elevator hasn't been working very well. You know what I mean? And the Max could carry more and had more firepower, and you know, in today's game or whatever. Of I listen. That's no knock on the raft. Is it's Argo cool, man? You know, I like. Oh, it that. is Argo cool, but you know, I guess it's one of the things. It's the freelancer had way more versatility. I than agree with raft. that. Yep. Could carry a, you know, I think we talked about that. You know, it could carry a, a couple of ROCs. It, it actually carried more cargo. It had more firepower. Yeah. It was just surprising flies, to me. Flies better, you know. The raft kind of flies how the, uh, yep. yeah, kind of kind of a derpy flyer. Yeah. Uh, kind of flies like the mold does. You know? It's pretty derpy. Yep. And listen, uh, I, I appreciate the rafts like how it has this incredibly like this this very very awesome landing gear you know like it just you know just four big eye posts that just kind of just hit you know i like the raft but i just like i said i was surprised i thought the freelancer max would have was going to get it for sure yeah i did too actually but you know this matchup with the merc was it no contest yeah way, way out of its league against the mercury yeah, you know, like I said, I, you know, I do have a bias. I love the Merc. Um, it's, you know, one of the ships that really has a great handle on multiplayer gameplay. Um, you know, I really like like the way it looks. It, it, it's, like you said, it, it definitely hauls more than the raft. You can cram just a... You know, I've seen people cram so much, you know, so many things inside that cargo bay. You had like, you had like cyclones pulled up, you know, up against the wall straight, you know, like in a vertical sense. And, you know, dozens of uh, 
you know, quad bikes and stuff in there and, you know, um, a few uh, buggies and this and that. And it's, it's like so much stuff because it has that nice wide ramp and open bay. I mean, it really has a nice bay. So you can cram a lot of stuff in there. Um, you know, if that's your thing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like I said, when when they do the um, when they do the gold standard pass on it, the rework, and they put in the new elevator closer to the cockpit, then yeah, for me, you know, it'd be perfect. Yeah, there may not be a you know you know a better daily driver. I mean, it's going to be real, real. Once it's not, you know, kind of a you know, four or five, like a lift, you know, ramp, a lift, and it's, you know, three or four doors to get to the cockpit. Um, it's Ooh. really going to shine. I mean, and, and obviously there are other elements that would make it shine as well. Some of the data handling gameplay and that type of thing. Well, and, oh. let, let's talk about, you know, this, this little, you know, this gets brought up quite a little bit <clears throat> is, uh, you know, with the, with the secret passages that's in it, um, you know, that, you know, that back area that's kind of open, that's kind of in that secret area. Uh, I mean, I think it's cool. Um, but then again, you know, I guess the controversy is that it's a kind of a, since everybody knows that it's there anyways, that it's kind of a space waster where they could, you know, open it up a little bit more and have more space or, you know, add something for gameplay value. Um, you know, I know a lot, it, it, it's kind of like the Taurus where you have that back area of the Taurus that's shielded from scans. And I know that the Star Runner is, does the same thing. Right. You know, it, it, it has that little shielded area. And is it kind of cool that, you know, your chessboard is kind of a secret passage? Yeah, I mean, that most definitely is cool. Um, but, you know, would you like to gain a little bit more space and, you know, take a lot of bit of, you know, take a little bit of that out? Because at the end of the day, it's kind of a novelty. I agree with that 100%. And, and listen, I would. I mean, if you're asking me just like, like open-endedly, would I kind of redo the Mercury and not worry about all that space underneath it and having those tunnels and all that? Um, first of all, I appreciate that it, they did do that in the pipeline. I truly do. Um, and I do hope that there's ways to introduce that type of thing to ships in the future. Um, the, you know, like in, you know, in your own way. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, as far as the Merc itself, I mean, it's it's just, it's just, no one's going to be fooled by that stuff. And so because of that, I think that there's a lot of, I do think that there's a lot of uh, real estate that could be reclaimed uh, to make that ship even more uh, versatile. Well, you know, with, with the way a lot of those tunnels and, you know, for lack of the better, better term, um, you know, the Jeffrey tubes <laughs> to kind of borrow from Star Trek a yeah, little bit. Sure. Um, you know, could I see you having a smuggler's hold like underneath that chessboard? 
Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Uh, would you expand the bay out a little bit? Uh, taking, you know, where a lot of the, a lot of that side area that you go down the side and that back area where, you know, where those, um, where inside the interior of the ship is, uh, or, you know, there is access to equipment in there as well. So is it going to be one of those things that they add components to that area that, you know, that's how you access them to give, you know, to give those tunnels uh, some functionality or, you know, or would you just wipe all that out and put the components up against the wall like, you know, on any other ship? You know, it's a great question. I mean, I definitely think one of the things that I would probably do is allow you to take that chessboard and align it however you want. You know, you can put the pieces wherever you want, and that's the thing, and then set it to that. So that's what would trigger opening that door. So not, I mean, that's the one thing that I would kind of, like, for a security measure, would make it where you kind of randomly put the, you know, you you move the chess pieces where you want them to be moved, and when, they're, when all the chess pieces are in that particular place. So that would be an awesome way to kind of create, like, kind of a key mechanism that's that's very unique to that specific Mercury. Um, I would also definitely do some kind of a shielded cargo, I, I, you know, underneath that thing, um, mm-hmm. where, where also it would be shielded from the FPS, um, scanners as well. When people start getting FPS, you know, the ability to kind of, uh, you know, know where players are at because of FPS scanners and that type of thing. Um, I would absolutely have, so, so you could literally hide in there and then I would be okay for it to be, you know, so once again, it's shielded cargo uh it's shielded from fps and there is some kind of a key mechanism on you know from you know uh, based on how the other thing is is have it you know there would you know there should be some place some panel that you can pop up open and then hop you know get get yourself out of you know what i mean one other place where it pops up in the ship and you know uh type of thing um and I don't necessarily know how that would all work exactly, but, you know, like uh, just someplace so you could, get, you know, kind of get yourself out of it. So if you knew somebody was, you know, in a certain room or whatever, like, you you know, um, you know, you, you know, you could actually kind of sneak up on them, come, pop back out into the ship. So let's say you're kind of like you've you've you've, you've you know, you've landed the ship um you know, uh, and then all of a sudden you see something, you're sitting in the cockpit, you see somebody coming in on the radar, you run, you run back in that room and you kind of arrange the, you know, arrange the, um, uh, the chess pieces a certain way. And then all of a sudden that door opens and then, you know, you climb down in there and you click close and it closes the thing and shifts the chess pieces back to kind of standard. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, and then, and then so if somebody wanted to get in there, they'd have to know the key, you know what I mean? Type of thing. So something along those lines, you know, I think it would be kind of cool. Uh, but then you may have a way to get out of it, or maybe even if it just dropped out of the bottom of the ship. Well, the ship does have those floor panels, right? That you, you could easily, <laughs> you could easily pop those things, you know, up and out. And, um, then it really would be like the millennium Falcon, <laughs> you know, where you, uh, you know, we're hiding, hiding in the floor. Yep. So, um, how about you? How would you? Yeah, that that would be cool. You know, somebody was like, 
hunting around and went into the court, you know, like into the crew quarters and you pop one of those, uh, one of those floor panels up behind that guy, you know, and shot him in the back. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that'd be kind of cool, but you know, would, you know, to kind of go back to the original question, would you rather gain about, you know, five or more SCU and do away with, you know, the, the little Jeffrey tubes and the, and the uh, little smugglers hold, or, you know, is it just cooler to have the smugglers hold? Well, I mean, I, I, I would be okay if there was variants, right? Where, you know, if one of them has it, it what would actually be kind of cool is if there are variants, then you wouldn't necessarily know going into every one, it's the exact same. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? So I definitely would be the type of guy who would fly one probably, well, it depends on what I was up to, right? I mean, if I was definitely doing some smuggling, then having the smuggler's holds, you know, an important thing. But, you know, me probably not smuggling. <laughs> um, I mean, unless it's, you know, unless there's some good reason why I'm doing it, you know, there's some freedom fighters and I'm trying to get them some, some arms or whatever. Um <laughs> type of thing i mean for the most part i'm an seu guy so you know you know taking that thing from 114 to 119 or 124 or you know something like that you know i would do that in a second oh yeah yeah um but then again uh you know it's not really designed to be a hauler although it does have that capability i mean that's the beauty of the mercury is that has a lot of functionality she does has a lot of versatility uh you know it, it's pretty much my daily driver and, uh, but you know we'll see um do i like you know the secret passages and the smugglers hold yeah i think oh, it's pretty cool it's but, really cool in there for sure man <laughs> you know and i guess that's that's it it's just like i said it's a novelty you know is it that you know you know how much functionality is it going to have in your gameplay we'll see um you know we're we're not the you know we're not the smugglers types we're usually you know we're 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 usually the law-abiding citizens so um but like you said there's you know i guess there's a way of rp in that a little bit where yeah, we gotta, you know, deliver, you know, deliver these uh, medical supplies to the freedom fighters or whatever. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's there definitely is some 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 reasons why you may be smuggling that are you know that are actually kind of very Robin Hood or you know, you know they've got there's a, there's a, there's a good reason behind it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Anyways, though, it, it, the Mercury it seemed to kind of very um, very very cleanly you know, get past the raft and really, you know, I mean, we'll come back. I'm sure we'll pivot back around to it, but looks like it has, you know, looks like it's going to have a pretty good run. So, you know, sliding on down, it's, it was interesting. I was really happy. And, and and this is just me, but I mean, I was honestly really happy to see the eclipse kind of, uh, or pardon me, the Pisces expedition kind of slip past the mule just because yep. for the mean factor. I mean, I, first of all, and I mean this with all due respect. I adore the, the Pisces expedition. You know what I mean? I think it's a great ship. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, she's a little runabout, just a little skiff. Uh, you know, um, a little bit of cargo room back there, a couple of extra seats. Uh, it handles like a, like a dream. Uh, it, it, you can land that thing on a dime. Uh, 
just I really like that ship, and it was also ni nice to see the. T it was really also nice to see the uh, the, the the Avenger Titan kind of uh, slip past as well. So um, I think that was. I don't think that was a big surprise. No, not necessarily. Although, and although there is quite a few people out, uh, you know, doing the doing a lot of the missions with the eclipses these days, you see it a lot. So, and it currently yeah. looks like the Pisces is in a pretty commanding position to, you know, to take to take to, to take that round as well. So, it'll oh be yeah, it's. It's beating out the Avenger handily, so you know by yeah, so it's up by thirty percent almost. So you know, so going into that semifinal round, it, it's going to be really interesting to me. I mean, I am very, I won't want to say point blank. I'm very, very interested now about the Scorpius versus the Carrick. I mean, how much? If this is kind of your old. The character's been around for a while. Everybody knows what it is. It's a you know it's an absolute powerhouse in the game now. What it what its capabilities are. We've talked about it being too much ship, um, but you know the, you like you mentioned the Scorpius is the new hotness. So it'll be interesting to me like when we when it, coming back around to the semis, who's gonna get by there? And I boy I tell you I that's a mixed bag for me. I don't I don't know. I mean I. I you know, it would. It's difficult for me to read the room on that one. But you have thoughts on it, Zell? Well, you know, you've got your Carrick fanboys out there. That's, you know, they feel like the Carrick needs another skin. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, you know, the upstart Scorpion, Scorpius. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, that really is a toughie. Uh, if you think about it, it really is good. Like which way is the wind gonna blow in the community? It's very interesting. You know, I knew the Scorpius. It, you know, it beat the Redeemer out pretty bad. Yeah, and I mean, you got the so, old stalwart versus kind of the new hotness, like you were saying. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, stealing your thunder a bit. I don't, uh, man. This is really a toughie to see. See what? I, yeah, I mean, it's no. it's it's a difficult to read the room on that one. Um, you know, my gut, first gut reaction saying that, um, that the player base is kind of with the, you know, in with the new, out with the old kind of attitude. I believe this one's going to be a, a close matchup. Uh, I think the Scorpius is going to pull it out. Oh, interesting. I, I, I just get that weird feeling. Man. Uh, I don't you know, know what, and, and, and most of the time you're right. I am going to, I am going to think I'm going to just pick the Carrick just because I think the Carrick may just be, it's been too much ship. It just does a lot more. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, the Scorpius could just wipe the floor with it, but I I'll pick the Carrick just for, for fun. But I honestly <laughs> do think, you know, between those two ships, my choice would probably be the Carrick. Uh, as well, even though I adore the Scorpius, but the Carrick would be certainly way a little more up my alley. So yeah, but I could, I mean, I could not. Like I said, I can't read the room on that one at all. It's very difficult. The score, like I said, the Scorpius could get ten times as many votes. I have no idea. <laughs> well, you know, and I guess it's another thing too is, are people, you know, using the same rationale that we are? You know, we we kind of look at things at a different perspective. It's True, you know, 
how much functionality does the thing have? Is it, you know, uh, is it, is it fun? You know, does it feed, you know, does it fit a purpose? That type of thing where, you know, some people are kind of on the, oh, I like the Scorpius better. <laughs> you know? and, and not necessarily kind of weigh its merits against the Carrick, but, you know, the, just that, oh, I think the Scorpius is cooler than the Carrick. So, um, I don't know, man. I could be wrong on this one, but for some reason, I just get a gut feeling that the, the Scorpius is going to... Well, your gut's usually it. not wrong, so we'll just, we'll have to see how that one goes. You know, it looks, it does look like the, like we mentioned earlier, the Pisces is going to kind of get by the Titan. I think there'd have to be kind of a, knowing how much time is left in the day today, there'd have to be a real big push on the Titan. I don't think it's going to get there. So, I mean, looking at that one, the Mercury versus the Pisces, I mean, I think we're in the same waters we were before, you know, when the, when the Mercury took on the Cutlass Black, too much ship, when the Mercury took on the, the, the Raft, too much ship. Certainly when the Mercury takes on the Pisces, too much ship. I think the Mercury is going to be hands down the winner there. Um, I would be surprised if the, you know, there would be some meme element to it if the Pisces beat the Merc in that situation. So, yes. Exa yes, exactly. Um, I think it was one of those, that would be one of those situations where... Um, Yes, it would be a meme situation that the Pisces would beat the Mercury. Um, same, you know, same deal. Um, you know, one of the things that the Mercury has going for it is the rule of cool. And I know there's, you know, quite of, uh, you know, quite a few people out there that uh, that are, you know, MSR fans. So. That Millennium hey. Falcon vibe for sure. The, but, you know, people are just like, you know, would vote for the Pisces kind of like, let's do that underdog thing. And, uh, uh, you know, you may end up seeing the Pisces against the Carrick. <laughs> oh, that would add, you know, oh, I didn't even, there, I you know, really thought connected. about that. That would be so funny if it ended up being. You know, like the, you know, the, the carrot versus its snub. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be really funny. I still think or, that, the, I, I mean, I believe in my heart that the Mercury will probably beat the Pisces. Um, yeah. But if for some reason, I mean, you know, allowing ourselves to imagine, you know, the, uh, the snub against the actual mothership. Oh, my stars. That's really funny. At that point, I'm going like, to vote for the Pisces if that's. If that's the case, you know. well, you know that that that's memeing its way to you know number one type of type of situation where, um, yeah, man, it's it, it's one of those deals. If the Carrick wins and the Mercury wins, then I think the Mercury will pull it out because I think the Mercury will beat the Carrick. Yep. Um, now. This is, I get, you know, you're talking about your bellwether moment. This is where you'd kind of figure it out. If, you know, if the star system population is pushing the new hotness as it is the Scorpius, if the Scorpius beats, beats out the Carrick, then I think... She might go on a run. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Mercury... 
may not beat the Scorpius if it's if if it's that's the way it rolls. I and then if, I agree with that assessment. But if the Pisces beats the Mercury, then the Pisces will end up beating the Scorpius. I believe that's how it'll play out. <laughs> so. If if for, for some reason the Pisces beats the Mercury, then and yeah, then there's a then there's a meme wave. That's trying to push the the Pisces, and there's a good chance it will get pushed over the top. I also agree wholeheartedly. Um, you know, if the Mercury beats the Pisces, there's you know if the the Mercury kind of meme wave kind of gets stopped, and the you, so you put the the Mercury against the Carrick, I'm definitely going to give it to the Merc on that one. You put, the, mm-hmm. but if the Scorpius kind of you know gets past the Carrick and it's fairly, it's not close. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, then, you know, especially if the, even a separation of a couple thousand votes, then I think that the, you're probably looking at the Scorpius running through the champions. So as it sits now, in my mind, you're looking at, it's probably going to be, um, well, it could be any of these, right? But I mean, you know, it's, it, 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 you know, it will be, it will, if the Scorpius beats the Carrick, then I think the Scorpius will get there. If the Mercury beats the, you know, if the Carrick beats the Scorpius and it goes against the Merc, I think the Merc will get there. Um, unless I've underestimated the meme wave on the Pisces and she's just going to roll. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's. Um, we'll know tomorrow. If uh, how this is going to play out. So. But, you know, we could be totally wrong. <laughs> Well, and that's exactly right. And how fun. I mean, you know, and, and I, I actually enjoy, you know, I mean, it shouldn't be lost on anybody else. And one of our favorite things to do is talk about ships. Uh, we, you know, we'd fill endless podcasts with t- talking about ships. It's it's great. <laughs> so, Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's our thing. It's our thing. It's our thing. So moving on to kind of tonight's, uh, you know, more the meat and potatoes of tonight's discussion and something that uh, near and dear, I know it's near and dear to your heart, so it's absolutely near and dear to mine, and that is base building. And so I'm really excited to talk about base building tonight. Oh, I am too. It's kind of, it's one of those things that, you know, or... Um, Is that one thing that, uh, like with Inside Star Citizen, when they were showing those outposts and the possibilities that these out, you know, these certain outposts are going to have, and it was kind of expressed that you'll also be able to take over or control these outposts in some shape, form, or fashion. But then it starts that brings up the conversation about base building. And one of the things that we, you know, another thing that kind of came up this week is, we're, you know, people were talking about, you know, the uh, Gray Cat Land Beacon that... Uh, the old land claims. That was being sold back in 2017. And how all that's going to play out, you know, from here on out. It's one of the things we never did get... Uh, any real numbers on how many people did purchase those at the time. Um, you know, I saw them pop up and was like, oh, yeah. 
and I, they took them down fairly quick. I mean, by the time that I kind of got back around to it again, that they weren't for sale. So, uh, it's pretty interesting. So they have two different sizes on these land claims. Which stunned me, buy. by the way. I mean, the size <laughs> of these things. I, I mean, I just want to say that before I know you, you know, before you riff on it a bit. I was literally stunned by the sizes of these land claims and just kind of in preparation for this. I, I mean, I would read about land claims or whatever, and I just assumed it was just like, you know, a couple city blocks or something. It's not that. <laughs> no, they're actually pretty substantial, uh, if you think about it. The smallest, you know, the smaller of, of the two is, you know, a 4K by 4K square. Um, four kilometers by four kilometers. It's crazy. That's pretty big. <laughs> it's huge. I mean, and, you know, and the other one is, you know, eight kilometer by eight kilometer square. And that kind of puts, you know, four you know, for old dogs like us that are out mining and things. And, uh, you know, we know how far signals, how far we can ping out for signals and things. And, you know, just think, you know, when you set, you know, when you set your uh, scanner to 90 degrees and you do a ping, you know, you go, you go out just, just right short of 5,000 kilometers. Or you know five you know five kilometers, and um, you know five thousand meters. I guess that's what I was going to say, but five you know five kilometers. So you know that's actually pretty far, <laughs> especially when you're flying in a ship that's moving at about three hundred meters a second. I mean, think about the size so, of Lorville. I mean, you know, eight by eight kilometers. Does Lorville fit in there? You know what I mean? Maybe not quite. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe. You know, that's maybe eight kilometers for sure because, um, because the longest uh, train I mean, ride out to the very edges right. of that's only like a, a little over a kilometer. Yeah, from what you see with the you know, the shipyard all the way up to, you know, uh, the Hurston building. Um, yeah, I'd say that is you know. Eight to ten for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think I honestly think when you have an eight by eight kilometer, you know, it's that is a very large plot. I mean, it's crazy. Um, yeah, and so yeah. Anyways, the the, the whole land claim thing was, uh, like like I said, it it surprised me. I I didn't realize that the sizes were were so big, and you know, I I, I will tell you. I mean, I you know. The next time they sell these, I'm going to be looking pretty closely at them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they originally sold for, I think the 4K or the 4K one was $35. And I think the 8K one was like 45 or 50 bucks. So, uh, and I think they got a lot of, at the time, I think there was some rumbling about it. And it may have sounded like a, pretty cool marketing thing at the time but i think people started asking a lot of questions that they weren't necessarily ready to answer 
and I think they shut it down pretty quick. But it does exist. It is there. People do own them. And I, I would really like to get, you know, some numbers on how many people bought them at the time. That would be pretty interesting. It would be interesting. And, and I think I seem to remember that somebody somewhere along the line made the claim that it was, a, you know, like if you think about the total amount of land that there is on all the different moons and planets or whatever, that it was a tiny amount. Like it wouldn't even take up like a 5% of, say, one of the, one of the, like Leary or something. Seems yeah, like I read uh, something along those lines. Like, it, you know, but, but. Yeah, I think, it, I think it was said that with the player base, with the current player base, with the amount of people that actually have bought the game, um, that you could accommodate everybody that is in the game currently on one plane. That's a, so, I knew it was something along those lines, though, for sure. And that's, it, it doesn't surprise me. So, you know, because scale is the thing in Star Citizen that continues to blow my mind. You know, and, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, if you're in a prospector and you're up over a Quantanium rock and then you go land next to that rock, they're enormous. You really do lose perspective on how little your character is on those planet surfaces until you get on one of those planet surfaces and you get out and you look at how insignificant, you know, your, your guy is. It's, well, you know, what's pretty wild about that and... Um, you know, when I first heard this number, it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit is, and I, I think they used Lyria as an example. Uh, and, and Lyria is kind of, um, you know, it, it's not the biggest, uh, land mass either out there. It, it's kind of on the, I don't know if it's as small as say Calliope or, uh, you know, some of the microtech moons. I think it's a little bit bigger than that. But it is on the smaller side, I think. I think but but right. I think it is. I don't think it's as big as like Daymar. Um and some of those some of those other moons. But um I think the total landmass of Lyria was one paint one point eight million kilometers. That's incredible. And that is <laughs> That is nuts. You're like, Holy that's a shit. lot of eight by eight plots. <laughs> you know? It really is. And look like a stunning amount of them. And, and you got to think, I mean, this is just stand with, you know, it's with the hundred systems yeah. that they had planned and, you know, all the different planets and all the different moons. Um, one of these days we need to get a count on, and I, and I know a lot of this stuff is going to be changed. We've spoken about this before that some of these, you know, I feel like some of these systems, they kind of cheaped out, <laughs> kind of cheaped out on. Right. And they're like, oh, well, you know, the, the, it, it only there's only like two planets and one of the planets is too close to the sun to even be inhabitable. You know, to me, I mean, you guys are building the game. You know, you, you guys have control over all these, you know, how, how systems are built out and look and. And I know every one of them are trying to, you know, they're trying to make them unique and things like that. But, you know, when we talked about what, you know, what our, you know, dream system, dream planet would look like, you know, um, 
my big thing was, you know, I feel like my system needs a lot, you know, needs a lot of planetary bodies. It needs, you know, five, six planets and each planet needs, you know, two, three moons, that type of thing. And so, you know, it'd be great to have, you know, 12 different, um, you know, 12 different, you know, you know, planets and moons to be landing on in one, in one, in one system. So when you, you know, kind of look around and you see that, you know, some of these systems only, like I said, they only have like two planets. One of them's too close to the sun. Um, so, you, can, you know, it's not even usable. And, um, you know, so they're like, yeah, we can build these out because this one only has, you know, we can build out a hundred system because, hey, we we got a couple of them that only has one planet on it, you right. know? So I feel like somewhere down the road, that might change a little bit where, you know, we need, we need to kind of, um, you know, flesh out the galaxy a little bit more than, than kind of cheaping out on some of these systems and, and just say, hey, well, you know, I, I think at the bare minimum, you know, a system needs to have like three planets that are usable. So, but I digress to kind of get back to what I was saying is, you know, with a hundred systems with, you know, you know, however many planets that, you know, that they have planned, you know, at least, you know, at least one planet per system. So, you know, just say that there's going to be maybe 900 planets or a thousand planets and moons, I guess we'll add, add the and moons bit. Um, that's, that's, a stag a that's a staggering amount of real estate. You know, I mean, it could be anywhere. And the way these, you know, land claims work is that once you put your the beacon down, uh, the gray cat beacon, which I think is kind of cool, but you know, once you, once you place that beacon down, uh, then you have to go, um, you have to rush to the claim office in you know whatever system it is or or, or the closest claim office you know not every system is going to have something like that so the closest claim office however many jumps away that is and claim that land area before anybody else uh, your beacons there as kind of a holding uh, as like a holding thing saying you were the first there uh, now here's a little trick. I don't know if these things can be removed. Like if somebody, you know, like another player could pull them up out of the ground or, you know, whatever the case may be, or, you know, um, but it's not yours until you go and claim it at the claims office. I mean, you got the, you know, you got the holder, like to hold my spot with the, and I think that's the controversy. I think people are, we're asking the questions, well, once I put my beacon down and then I have to go to the claims office to pay, you know, to register it with the UEE and make my claim where it is secured and you, you know, legally you own it. It's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. And then, um, then it comes up as, you know, what, what rights do you have? to that area and right. i think it kind of got brought up a little bit this week as a matter of fact <clears throat> funny enough on 
you know, on another channel where they were asking these questions too. You know, info runners were was kind of asking these questions, and like I told you before, it's funny, man. We 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 definitely we definitely hit that thing, man. We 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 seem to be talking about things because you know we have this plan, um, you know, for a little while. This this particular, you know, we had we had planned this particular thing for a little while. So, you know, for, I think we planned it, you know, about, well, as it, as it is now, you know, about 10 days ago. So mm -hmm. it, it's funny that, uh, you know, how that, uh, collective conscience works, <laughs> how, how, how these kind of, uh, get kind of brought up again, but like I said, man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm digressing again. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, yeah, you know, and I guess that's the, you know, that's, that's the, that's the prickly parts where, you know, I bought my little land claim, my little gray cat beacon, my little land claim beacon, the, the, uh, the geo tack. Um, and you know, somebody scoops up my claim you know did i waste my 35 or 40 dollars or whatever the case may be because you know this is the place that i was wanting to build or own or whatever the case may be and how all that's going to play out now i do know you know like i said it's not yours until you go to the claims office and um secure it where it, you know is registered under your under your name and um you know is is somebody does somebody have the ability to pull up your your geotech before you can make your claim so uh, you know that that's kind of a tricky thing you know are you gonna have to have you know a couple of your buddies sitting on the thing you know, guard, and garden, garden it you know uh, uh, get a couple of ground vehicles that uh, are heavily armored and you know, a couple of tanks and and start, you know, pointing them in all different directions, you know, saying, hey, you know, buzz off. Oh, I remember just really, you know, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole too far. And and, and people who listen to the podcast know you and I love Star uh, Star Wars Galaxies. But I remember the day that we, you know, you could you could put uh, your um, you could build your. I think it was a kind of like a land claim process in order to kind of build your yep. city. Um, you know, and I can't exactly, maybe it was cre like the building a certain building. I, I don't remember exactly. I think that's what it well, was. Once, yeah. Once you put down your city hall yes. and stuff, it yeah. was a land claim thing. Right. Now you could put a house wherever you wanted. It. Right. It's, you know, uh, it gave you that, that interface to where it gave you the top down view and once you, you know, because all these houses, you know, they actually, at the time, actually cost, you know, pretty penny. So once you bought a house and you could sit it down just about anywhere as long as, long as you were so far outside of the city, um, you know, the city boundaries, uh, as long as, it, you know, as long as when you were putting it down, it went green, you were good to go. Yep. So... And, you know, that was secured. No, you know, no one can pull it up. 
And that, but the po one point I wanted to make was I remember taking the day off of work. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, uh, uh, it seems like there was a, uh, a fellow named Positronic, really nice gentleman who, uh, you know, is kind of going to be, you know, who really kind of had this entire, he'd actually had this whole design of how he wanted to do the city because, uh, space was quite tight. You know, you really needed to make sure that you kind of understood it kind of block by block. I mean, unless you were just kind of, you know, kind of whatever in it, you know what I mean? And I know that he had spent a lot of time kind of designing the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, um, kind of the layout or whatever. So when we, you know, and so, and I remember just that huge run and being so excited and being able to put that thing down the first time. And so it's a good question you're, you're raising. I mean, it's like, what if a couple of people have their eye on it and the day that that becomes kind of like the gold rush, you know, when people are going, you know, is it, gonna, yeah. is it, you know, you're right. I mean, is, is somebody going to kind of land a ship like on, t like over the top of that thing to protect it? And, you know, are people going to, you know, you know, what's it going to be like, but you know, I mean, they do say there's going to be billions and billions of, of, uh, you know, of, of, of square, whatever kilometers to, to choose from oh. it will be very interesting to see if if there are some real vicious land disputes over certain you know certain areas well you know a lot of it's going to be you know down to the mineral content of that area you know you're going to want to put your that. base down on something that you know is producing or you know some you know some sort of uh uh some sort of you know something that you you know, whatever, whatever the, you know, we know that this is going to be a thing. And I guess the deal is whatever ore vein types or, you know, however these nodes are going to be, you know, however they're going to work is that you're going to want your base to kind of generate some sort of income or, um, you know, heck, just base building materials in general. Right. So, um, you know, so we know a lot of these, you know, these areas on these planets and things, they're going to, a lot of them, it's going to be based on the ore content, you know, of, of, of the little area that you want. Uh, even, I mean, it even got brought up that, that, um, you know, like real estate could be your thing. You run around and buy up all these claims uh, for, you know, that's what you, that's what you've been doing. Wow, you've yeah, been going to all these different planets and finding finding these mineral, you know, rich, you know, uh, little plots of land and you start buying them up <laughs> and, and claiming them for yourself. And then you can, you know, then you sell them, you know, you sell them to, uh, to another org or, or, uh, or a homesteader or whatever. So, you know, that thing, you know, that can be a thing as well. So, um, we'll see how they handle that because I'll tell you what, that might make people pretty damn salty if you know you have these these uh entrepreneurs rolling out there buying freaking everything up sort of like how the dot-com craze rolled in and you know all these all these people you know started buying up <laughs> names like nissan and pizza hut and you know where they knew that um you know these big companies um are gonna, you know, want the, want their, want their dot com, and uh, you know, hold them hostage for a million bucks or something. So, 
maybe that kind of situation in Star Citizen where all these people are buying up the the best little pieces of ground that they want to resell to somebody. Uh, and, you know, for an exorbitant amount of price. Now, that might make people a little salty. So uh, that, you know, that kind of goes into, um, you know, uh, something that we may talk a little bit about tonight is, you know, how close to real life do you want your game? Well, yeah, I think it's something we definitely want to talk about a little bit, you know. And and the other thing, I, you know, like, you know, something I wanted to mention to you is something I was, was thinking about as you were kind of chatting there is, okay, I understand you have this land claim in which it entitles you to what are called land rights. You know what I mean? And, and that means that if somebody kind of encroaches on your land, they trespass, they squat, they're going to get crime stats. Um, you know, and of course, you know, I would imagine that depending on if they destroy your property, you know, that type of thing, they may get higher stats and, you know, even, it may even eventually trigger kind of local law enforcement, you oh, know, um, type of thing. But, thing but, that not all of it's going to be in UEE territory. Well, and that's the, yeah, that's the one, you know, question I had. The second question, just to, just to kind of drive right to the point, do you think you're going to be able to create bases without man claims? Cause I, because no. oh, you don't. No. Mm -mm. no, these these are they're part and parcel. They're you have to have the land claim before you can build your base. Interesting. So yeah. So I mean, then you know, then these unclaimed worlds, and you know, it, it does make me wonder if someday if there's going to be these. And you and I would love this, right? If there were mechanics where you know, just based on um, you know how factions were doing and. You know, and and you know, potentially the UEE could maybe take over with some of these unclaimed worlds. You know what I mean? Imagine kind of the gold rush, like you know, like the like you know the hour after, you know, the UEE claims some one of the, you know one of the unclaimed systems. You know, when people are kind of streaming in there to, you know, and then, and then you know maybe there's some back and forth, and all of a sudden the UEE loses it. You know what I mean? Type of thing. So interesting. Oh, it, it, it's going to be tricksy. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. We, um, and I guess these are little questions that they need to, um, start hashing out, uh, especially to a lot of these, uh, now, you know, do I think that they're going to start, you know, at some point down the road that they'll sell those geotechs? again those the land claim beacons i don't know um we'll have to see how that plays out but it is most definitely going to be you know and that's another thing too you can have as many of these you know you can buy as many of those these these land claims as you want um, yeah you can like set them adjacent to each other so i mean you literally yep. could have you know um you know something like uh Whatever amount of them, I mean, and I don't necessarily know, is it a one-time payment? Is there going to have some upkeep? Is there going to be taxes? You know, you know, we, we certainly have no idea if the more stuff you put on there, maybe the more you have to pay taxes. You know, there, you know, well, there very well could be some, some mechanics that we just aren't 100% on. Now, something that, um, that we kind of talked a little bit about before and you know I, i've been talking to some other people about this as well this kind of got brought up uh, also is that 
we know that they're going to be well we heard you know whisperings of that you'll also be able to build bases in these huge asteroids you know there's going to be these um you know real huge asteroids out in these asteroid belts that are big enough like are going to be like grim hex level right exactly where you can build bases inside of those asteroids where uh you know we know that they're already making those type of bases that are built in the sides in, inside of those asteroids and from what i understand is you the player will also be able to build bases inside these asteroids and lay it out however you want one of the things that we were talking about the other night is you know the prospector you 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 don't see its full functionality yet you know one of the big you know one of the big things with the with the prospector is designed to do uh subsurface scanning that that's what that dish is on the bottom of the prospector so you're you know you're supposed to be able to do um like either deep core or directional deep, drilling or directional core drilling type of thing well right? you know that 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 was another thing too all remember all the um all the concept art that we saw from the prospector from the very beginning is it sitting on the ground with its head pointing straight down, drilling into the ground. Exactly. And we know that they're going to be adding these big ore veins and things like that. Yep. Well, one of my questions was, is that if you changed out the head on the mining laser for the prospector and you you know, put on something that's a little bit bigger, or maybe this is where you get this next size up from the prospector. You get, you know, a, um, like a, you know, just, you know, like a, a multi-crew ship, not as big as the mole or, or not designed to be like the mole, but designed to do things like coring into asteroids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, unbelievable. And, 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 you know, like, um, much like the hull stripping that you wonder if then can, you know, can you core away at like, like, you know, you know, dig different layers and, you know what I mean? And, and really do create, you know, you know, kind of, a you know, some kind of a, do some kind of an asteroid scaping with it, you know, with those things. So well, you're, you're clearing out stuff, you know, now, now that could be used for mining as well as homesteading on these yep. asteroids. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's the thing is that <laughs> uh, at least with some of these like bigger asteroids and things, maybe not the ones that you would build a base on, but, you know, maybe some of the bigger ones that we're going to see in the future, because we know that, you know, some of these, you know, asteroids that are going to be out in these uh, asteroid fields are supposed to be, you know, pretty damn big. You're going to have to have something that accommodates an Orion. Yeah, well, you're going to have to, exactly. I mean, that's going to be... So happening. you're going to have these, you know, huge, huge asteroids that you're going to get out there. You know, because think, it's got to be gigantic for you to go out in a capital-sized mining vessel what? to crunch up, you know, so... I've said yeah. many times, I wish there was even now, you know, like 13,000 or 14 or 15,000 mass 
rocks that only the mole could break, you know, yeah. like you'd run yeah. into these like, oh my gosh, guys, we found a 15,000 mass rock. It's, uh, you know, it's at 30%, you know what I mean? So you have this enormous, you know, like something's a, there's a, you know, 150 SCU or 200 SCU in this one rock, you know, well, and, and, and the mole let just. Let me ask you this, is that, you know, so, you know, 15, 16,000, that's, you know, that's not that big. It's not. Well, no, I mean, of course, I would love it where they were, where they were literally 30 to 50,000. It might take three moles. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I mean, I, I, of course, the, the, they've got to be. I mean, what, 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 what size rocks are there in space? Every size, I would imagine. You know, you know I feel like, you know, <laughs> you know, we've all, we've only got two mining ships in the game right now. And yeah, it's very know, we, homogenized. We've spoken about this before. There is most definitely plenty of room uh, for more mining craft. Uh, you know, we need something a little bit bigger than a mole. Uh, we need something a little bit bigger than that. You know, we need a few. We, you know, we need a few variations. Some alien miners, yeah, from the Orion down to the mole, right? Absolutely. And then we also need a few variations between the mole and the prospector. Uh, one of one of the things I thought is that you need a uh, like a two person crew mining vessel to kind of handle um, something that you don't need. You know. You know, when the mole's fully crewed, you don't need a five-person crew. You need like a two-person crew or a three-person crew. Yeah, that, you need that, that, that 64 SCU, you, exactly. You, you're right. That uh, will allow you to be able to uh, do a little bit, you know, bigger rocks. Or say you took something, you know, very similar to the Prospector that has that shape and, you know, designed it to be... Um, like I said, one of those coring vessels that we, you know, core through those asteroids or big asteroids. And um, that's that's how you, you know, build, you know, you got to core that out, open up that area and build the base inside, you know, inside of that asteroid. Or maybe you, you know, you know, another thing that I was thinking about is coring through the interior of the of that asteroid. To where something you know like a couple of prospectors could get inside of it and mine it from the interior oh my gosh i mean and it, you know here's here's another thought i had too which is you know let's say with these land right things when you go to say set up your geotac or whatever it is however you're going to claim are you going to be able to reach across the cave mouth well you know that's another thing too right is that um that that kind of what brought on this whole line of thinking right was you know, like we know that there's going to be these, um, like these ore veins that you put down these extractors upon and, you know, mine it up that way. Mm -hmm. And we also know that the prospector was set up to do the, you know, to do that subsurface um, detection of minerals is how far, you know, is it going to be one of those things? We know that the planet mesh is kind of a weird thing right now. It's like paper thin. Yes. Uh, you know, like if you fall through the damn thing, you know, it's, you know, how much, you know, how much outer layer, if any, or, you know, one thing that I, I would definitely like to see is that 
um, that the you know each planet have have a layer to it that you know is you know twenty kilometers deep where you can actually mine inside. Now I know that there's a lot of you know, at least in the areas that you that you claim right do the do your claim right where you can actually mine into the you know inside of the planet. Um, you know I know that kind of brings up a lot of um, a lot of problems and you know they'd be kind of hard. I mean just from a standpoint of if somebody was doing subsurface mining or being able to core inside the planet, then you would have these planets that look like Swiss cheese. So, you know, I know that's not a practical thing, but, you know, at some point, um, you know, will you be able to um, at least change the topography a little bit where you can kind of, you know, I, you know, dig, dig some area out or, um, where you can kind of build your base inside of, you know, something that's a little bit more well protected and something that, you know, you're, um, that you were asking about earlier today is how are these bases going to be protected? And I don't want to get on that just yet, but we need to, we need to talk about it, but yeah, you know, is there going to be a, a way of deforming the planet's surface? Well, and that's, you know, and I don't know if you, you know, it's so funny. There was a game called EverQuest Next. It was like, it was, but there was this other little mini game called Landmark where you could actually just tunnel down and, you know, like every surface you could just dig, 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 dig. And right now we have to be just brutally honest. Star Citizen, like you said, the way that the, the, the navigation meshes work and, you know, it, it's not, you know... As anybody who's kind of gotten out, uh, uh, if you wander through a cave, or if you get out and you kind of, you know... Or you fall through the planet. Oh, yeah. You can find your way. Like, if you start monkeying around on, say, Hurston or one of these places that's got, like, some junk on it, you know, in fairly short order, you can find yourself falling through the planet. I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot of work. I mean... You know, Back in the day when you try to jump to a buddy on a plane <laughs> and he was on the other side and you, you know, instead of, in, in, instead of the, uh, instead of the engine, you know, driving you around the planet, it drove you right through the planet. Oh, and there's been so many times when like, you know, I've got a tractor beaming a box and I set it there and I turn and grab another box and turn and look, Hey, where's that box? I just sat on the ground there. <laughs> You know, I mean, that happens all the time. So I think it would be a very, you know, that we talk about the coring. I, I hope that maybe they can pull it off at the asteroid level, you know, or maybe they can kind of design something. I think it may be a really difficult challenge for, you know, you just to kind of, you know, what is that game like uh, uh, Space Engineers comes to mind, you know, where you can kind of. Yeah, there's um, there's another game like that as well that really kind of gets down into it where um it's called you know imperion and basically you could <laughs> you could drill straight through a planet if you just wanted to keep going or like minecraft uh, you know what i mean too is another yeah, well, yeah it's like minecraft in a way and, yeah. and that's kind of the way imperion set up um it's a great little game where it, it you can build you know freaking anything in that game but you know once you've kind of cored out that area 
you know, I I do see I do see a, a way of kind of you know fixing that along with a lot of other things too where you know th this kind of gets brought up a lot of you know if players start monkeying around with things and destroying it it's like well some of these things that are you know quote unquote not supposed to be destroyed you know after a while you know they can respawn uh same thing too if you know with something with star citizens fidelity i don't know it would be a lot of work to you know build the planet to be completely solid right you know i i do see a way of you know like i said it might not be practical if you get you know a bunch of people mining out a planet you know drilling down into the thing or whatever uh you know you end up you know with holes everywhere but you know as long as they're not you know on a land claim i'd say these things could respawn or you know where the or the planet just goes back you know after a certain period of time just goes back to you know it's normal in default set you know in its default form so yeah i mean they're probably you're probably right there could be some level of persistence there but if you're not in there kind of maybe maybe they're Maybe they have some kind of bracings or some things that allow you to kind of be in an area temporarily. And, you know, the minute you've kind of exhausted the, the vein or whatever and you leave that area, eventually it just kind of, you know, fills back in. You yeah, know, it kind of repair, repairs yeah, itself. Yeah. Goes back to the You know, like, because uh, there's never, I, I could never envision, well, I shouldn't say never, but it seems like it would be a bridge too far for, you know, for all of a sudden you've removed some land underneath a thing. And the next time you go back, it looks like the the top part of the, the soil has collapsed into that and all that. That seems like that would be an awful, I don't know that we're headed in that direction or not. Although we certainly could be, and we have no idea what the future will bring. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very interesting to kind of think about how all this is, and and one of the things that I think drives that is, I mean, when you're looking at like an eight by eight kilometer, and like you said, you could buy as many as you want. There's a lot, that's a lot of real estate to go looking around, you know, for protect, you know, to do some harvesting, to do some, to potentially look for, you know, for, for things to mine and, and that type of thing. Or, you know, it's, it's a decent amount of land to, to, to do some farming. You know what I mean? If that's what you're going to, if that's what you're into. So these plots are, you know, I mean, sign you know, very significant sizes and, you know, um, and, and I think you're going to provide an awful lot of opportunity for not only homesteading, but man, a lot of, uh, a lot of more commercial, like manufacturing type things as well. Well, we, you know, it's something that, uh, is how far that, you know, all the different things that you'll be able to do with your base. Um, you know, we know that uh, mineral extraction is one of them. Uh, are, you know, are we going to get to the point where we'll be also able to extract um, some sort of, you know, oil or, you know, some sort of liquid form, uh, whether it's a polymer or what, you know, what? Well, thing. And, and I would say yes. I mean, if, you know, if you look at the subscribers vault, the homestead variation D, there's gas and liquid storage units. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, polymers and, you know, in gases and 
in liquids. And I mean, you know, you can imagine hydrogen fuel being, you know, in maybe in one of your storage units there or whatever. But yeah, I mean, you know, knowing that there are, you know, the, you know, there's some, you know, there's a lot of, and it's so funny. I mean, you and I spent so much time on modular ships one time, but the modularization for base building is going to be incredible. You know, it's, it's, you know, now whether or not, you know, you know, whether or not there's four or five different various, like what the internals look like of a warehouse, it's hard to say, but there's certainly, it's going to be, you know, they certainly do seem to show some big warehouses, some small warehouses, you know, different generators, wind and power, solar, there's communal buildings, there's housing buildings, communication towers, planetary scanners. Um, you know, it is, you know, homesteading and building bases is going to be really, really fun. I mean, outside of choosing your different, arch you know, architecture types, um, you know, uh, man, Star Citizen's really, really going to take off when, when you can start kind of, you know, gathering these assets. And hopefully that's the way base building is going to work, right? Gathering assets to build these things. Well, here's another thing, too, I started thinking about is... You know, how many hangars are you going to have to own? Uh, is it going to be, um, are they going to cheese it out and go, well, you know, you need one hangar and now we have an ASOP terminal. So any ship that you store here or whatever, or is it going to be a one-to-one -one or a one-for-one -one type thing? You know, you have to have, uh, for whatever size ship it is, <clears throat> you're going to have to have an you know, a hangar to accommodate that. And are you going to have, you know, above ground hangers, below ground hangers? Yeah. And um, here's that thing you were talking about really quickly earlier is this. So how much realism do you want? Right? Because I honestly, I'm not sure. And I'll gonna pose the same question to you. So, I mean, I honestly, I'm not sure, you know, I understand there's going to be like a small landing pad, a medium landing pad, and a large landing pad. But I don't want to just run over to the ASOP terminal and have my Carrick magically appear. No, and I don't, you know. <laughs> but, oh, but, but, you know, hey, I mean, other games would do that. Where are you at with that? I would, no. You yeah, know, that's, that's where I'm at. No, I don't want that. Isn't that weird? It's, uh, Look, I, I know that there needs to be compromise between, uh, you know, the amount of um, fidelity that you want in the game opposed to what just makes the game hard or not fun or whatever the case may be. Right. Now, building something, look, I feel like if you built... Because you can kind of get beyond the, oh, well, I understand that, you know, each hangar at a space station doesn't necessarily house every ship type of thing. So, yeah, I, I get it. But in the same token, if you had a base and you you were going to store ships there. Now, I, I you know, I understand about having landing pads and things like that. But if you were going to store ships there if you only have six hangers you should only be able to accommodate six ships i agree with that 100 percent. and and you're not you're definitely not sticking a small uh, or a large ship in a medium hangar yeah you know what i mean you so know. and i think all you know depending on like the biome that you've chosen and how um 
how the weather is and how windy it is and how destructive the nature the natural forces are, you know, you should probably be looking at significant upkeep. You know, and, and in those areas that are much more dangerous, you know, maybe it's, you know, they're, you know, then, you you know, if you're choosing to put a bay someplace where it's, you know, there's a lot of solar flares and crazy things like that. Now, you might, it might be very profitable in the sense that, you know, there's, there's incredible resources there, but it should be very costly to, a very costly venture to have those things there. And you should be, you know make it one of the things and it's kind of got brought up in um inside star citizen this week where uh they were talking about these different landing zones on pyro <clears throat> and how you can can you know i don't know how it's going to work out but you know being able to control it or the fact that you know a lot of this stuff has to stay maintained and repaired same same token with your base uh you know i I think everything um, has, uh, you know, where it starts, where you have to repair all these things, you know, a uh, certain amount of time, you know, you have to go around and start repairing all these different uh, components and things inside your base. Or you have to have drones or droids do it, one of the two, yep. you know what I mean? The, you, you have and, like uh, some... You know, some maintenance like droids or something that, that go around. And maybe you have like a warehouse that's got a certain amount of aluminum corundum. You know, like we've talked about kind of stockpiling these these natural resources. And, and they, you know, they use that stuff for, to, for those particular repairs. Yeah, you know, and I guess that's the thing is that, you know, you doing your maintenance or, um, you know, hiring NPCs to do your maintenance uh, to me, you know, going around and doing my base maintenance would actually kind of be a fun thing to kind of say, hey, you know, what's broken and, oh. you know, what, what, you know, yes. what's starting to break down and, and, and all those kind of things. You know, to me, that sounds fun. A lot of people uh, would say that's extraneous and a waste of their time. And I only logged in, you know, I only want to log in for an hour and play. I don't want to have to, um, do chores <laughs> or whatever the case may be you know and for, honestly like it, it's interesting because my, where my attitude is is for for people like that you know like the rented hangar maybe you know what i mean maybe the the right way to go you know what i mean <laughs> you know? And, and i i really feel that these options should be available for everybody I, you know i heard a couple of people talking about it this week a little bit where um, you know, they don't want to do all the, um, you know, external stuff and, you know, thing, things like, you know, just like what we were talking about, they want to log into the game and play for about an hour or whatever, and sure. then log out again. And I totally respect that. And I understand it. Not, you know, not everybody has time in their day to, um, do say base maintenance or uh you know or all these different things we know star citizen is kind of the way you know the way it's set up it is definitely a game of preparation because how many times have we loaded up armored up got all our stuff got you know got the food and water uh and we'll i'll touch on that again in a minute and you know we went out to mine or something and you know leave leaving the you know, leaving the starport, leaving the space station, 
um, sneezed or something and ran right into one of those antenna and blew up. <laughs> and then, you know, it's like, shit, here we go. 15 minutes. Get back. You know, it's got to oh, respawn yeah. the ship. Go get more armor. Go get this. And that's, go get some guns. And, you know. I couldn't agree. That is exponential with how many people you have, too. I mean, you know, if you have, if, if you're trying to do a big, or, or, you know, operation and you guys kind of, you know, take a central ship with some escorts over and then load up a bunch of, uh, you know, load up a bunch of ROCs and then decide to go RC mining, uh, ROC mining, your look, it's minute 35 before you got the ships on board. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, you know, it takes a little while if everybody logs in and, you know, at the same time. And of course there's, you know, there's been issues with kind of logins, which they seem to have nipped in the bud recently, but you get everybody kind of headed in the same direction and, you know, it's, everybody's happens to be on the same base and you've taken care of all that stuff. Uh, you can bet that somebody's going to fall through an elevator or there's something's going to happen as you're loading up. Usually, at least to one person, they're going to get they're going to jump on the ship and they're going to fall through and die or you're going to, you know, so, something or another, you know, uh, well, you we know, hope we hope, you know, down the road, these bugs. Oh, heck yeah. No, exactly. But it, it just takes a while, you know, to get you're absolutely right to, to do things. And so. You know, I think the, for, for those people who want to just log on, for, I hope that they, they do accommodate that. You know, you can jump on and grab yourself a quick bounty mission and go bounty hunting and log off, you know. Um, you know, I think two things can be. I think it both they, both things can happen for sure. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I think two things can be true at the same time. I, I feel like you can set the game up and to be as complicated and um a pain in the ass as you want it to be, you know, we, I don't know. We kind of come from that, <laughs> come from that, from that where we like to do things the hard way. Um, and we like the extraneous gameplay type, you know, don't get me wrong. There is a fine balance between, um, you know, things being physically, um, exact to the real world, like, you know, space, you know, we'll take, take like the flight characteristics of a ship. <clears throat> There's a fine line between the way things would be in reality in space. And then actually what makes it fun to fly, uh, you know, so, you know, there, there is a, there is a, uh, you know, there, there is a way to tweak it to where, you know, flying in space makes you, you know, feel like a hero and definitely feels like, you know, that Star Wars, uh, give you that Star Wars feeling where you're, you know, you're flying around and dogfighting and, and doing all these different things. We, you know, we know that that's not exactly how space is, but, you know, on the same token, it gives you that fun factor where, you know, you feel like you're actually dogfighting and instead of just being like that, you know, like playing asteroids where... Yeah, gain a little rap and whatever, spinning, you know? Yeah, exactly. Kind of keeps you going, you know? <laughs> so. Exactly right, you know, kind of, you know, getting a few space bucks in your pocket, gaining some rap with some organization or another, you know, be, but, it, be it a good or bad and moving on, yeah. But, you know, then again, I also see, um, you know, we've we've never seen this in a game before where um yeah there's so much going on and 
you know, the, about the coolest thing that I saw when, you know, when it was being developed and people take the, take it for granted these days. I remember when they were developing this stuff back in, um, like the first iterations of it was in 2016, maybe late 2015. And they called it the grabby hand where you could reach down and pick stuff up and have it in your hand, turn it around and look at it and inspect it. People take that for granted now. You know, when I first saw that, that blew me away. You could never do that in a video game. Right. You're just like, wow. You know, and, you know, even in the state that the game is now, you can pick stuff up and, and place it wherever you want it. And, you know, all that type of jazz. Um, you know, that, you know, that that's never been seen in a video game before. Um, so, you know, kind of getting back to how realistic do you want your game? Well, you know, realistic, mm, you know, having all these cool things to do, base building, um, you know, having uh, refineries, having uh, factories that you can, you know, build things out of. Having kind of like uh, fleets of harvesters that you kind of deploy that are autonomous. And, you know, and having it all kind of make sense, you know, do it's just like anything else, right? You know, especially when we're talking about what it would be to have, you know, having these hangers where you're going to have to have as many hangers as, as many ships that you want to accommodate on your base. You know, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like that would be the way to go. Uh, same thing. Yeah. You know, it's some other stuff, you know, with, uh, you know, how in depth do you, and I guess it's, I guess it's maybe the, the conversation is how in depth do you want it? How in depth do you want your gameplay? Not necessarily how realistic do you want your gameplay? Same thing, same thing too. You know, we played the crap out of survival games. You know, I played, you know, I played Ark and Rust and, you know, all these different things. And, um, and you know, just about all of them has has an eating drinking mechanic. Um, a lot of people think, you know, that's those are tedious. Tedious, exactly. You know, it's just ah, man, I don't have to deal with that. But for some reason, I, for me, I kind of like the maintenance of dealing with stuff like that. Well, um, yes, yeah, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I guess if you wanted to wrap it all this up in a big old bow is uh, I want the immersion. That's what I want. Yes. You know, does it have to be like, well, hell man, this is in the future, 900 years or whatever. Does it, is it like real life? No, it's not like real life, but I want to, I want to have that immersive. Um, environment, I, I, you know, I want to have that immersive experience. That's what I, you know, that's what I want. And, and I, I definitely, uh, I mean, you know, like there, there needs to, I really, 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 really hope for there being some kind of a bread and butter system where it's, you know, where you have to go out and collect, like if you're base building, you have the, it, it, like, if you decide you're going to build one of these communal buildings and you move in a pioneer to do that type of thing, the pioneer basically on some kind of a, you know, it just spits out, look, I need this much, this material this much, this material, this much, this material, and this much, this material. 
and then I, you know, maybe some like some other sub components that are made like on, you know, um, you know, an expanse or something, you know what I, like, I really hope that there is some kind like, I hope it's not just like, Hey, because you have the ship, it just, you know, it'll just kind of 3d print it. You know what I mean? Like, I do hope that there's that level of at, at the very least, where you know it does take some careful planning. So maybe the the first thing you're building in your base is you might want to build, say, a um, you know, a landing pad. The second thing mm-hmm. you may want to build is a warehouse. <laughs> you know, and the only reason you build the landing pad is because maybe you could like you know it would be it would be easier to say you know of course there would be refueling mechanics options there once you know once you kind of had the right resources well, available. But yeah, you know, like I hope that there's some planning that goes into it. I definitely hope that it requires that you collect resources uh, and and that you also stockpile those resources to keep those things, you know, kind of um, that you keep those things, you know, for maintenance reasons, you know. Um, And then, of course, you know, as you kind of farm or do whatever it is that you do there, then you can kind of take whatever, you know, whatever you've done in that homestead. If it's if, if you're doing some mining, if you're doing some farming if you're doing some you know whatever some science work whatever you are doing there uh you can then you know of course take that stuff and sell it you know someplace but but yeah i mean i for myself i'm just saying that's the level i'm looking for i hope it's not just point and click to make these buildings um yeah you know yes i'm pretty sure that you know that's going to be the way it plays out Mm -hmm. um where you know you have to go i mean to us you know yeah that that's the kind of the fun stuff for us to go and mine all this inert material or or uh you know have to go and and find these different ores um you know because you know this particular um you know this particular base is gonna you know cost this amount of resources and it's gonna have to have aluminum in it or it's going to have to have copper in it and you know all these different things that actually go into it so i need you know i need um you know 300 uh scu of aluminum and i need you know 250 scu of copper with uh 1500 uh scu of inert material that type of thing exactly that's what I, i really hoped in order to manufacture the things it takes that you know what I mean? And then in order to kind of maintain it, it takes, you know, those kind of stuff. You have to have some stockpiles around your facility. Yeah. You know, and I guess it's the thing is that this Pioneer is supposed to 3D print these buildings out <laughs> in, a, in a sense. Um, and, you know, I'm okay with it. I would have taken it a step further <laughs> because just because I come from those those games that we like to play, I mean... You know, even backing it up to our galaxy days and, you know, we like to wax poetic and and nostalgic about galaxies and truly, uh, you know, you had, um, you know, several different architectural styles of building along with several different sizes of buildings as well. Uh, You know, it was pretty expansive. I mean, Mm -hmm. one of the, you know, one of the... um, crafting classes that you could be one of the um um uh 
one of those career types that you could have was architect. I, loved being I mean, architect. there's so oh. much crap you could build. It was unreal. Uh, but you know, it, it did, it was one of those things where the, where the, you know, that building was, uh, you had a couple of different styles of that type of building and a couple of different looks for that type of building. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, had the material in your inventory and you, you already had it built, how the thing built, and then you pop it down on the ground and then boop, and it would build itself over time. Um, now that's kind of what the pioneer does. It kind of, you know, 3d prints a thing and builds it over time. And I imagine you'll get the same type of interface where you get that above ground look and you know you get to fit it in these areas you know it's like this you know you got to bring it over here it's not red here it's not red here it's all green here boom you plop it down and boom there's your building now you know to me i would have liked to have built it from you know pieces you know it's like a piece of wall here piece of wall here and start building it up and building it up and then putting a roof on it and all that kind of jazz i mean that's you know that that's the kind of stuff that I like, but I you know, and I get how how all this was. I mean, because you couldn't have the the same cool fidelity uh, in the way these buildings look unless you know you you went in and and got it from the you know from the building manager in it, and it's going to be very similar to the way Galaxies was. So uh, you know, in that sense, I'm I'm cool with it. You know, but you know, I do like hand building things you know from the ground up so yeah um, you know I, I mean i couldn't agree more and i mean it, it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes and of course uh, you know all the different possible options down you know there's you know maybe different maybe you can get wind energy maybe you can get solar energy maybe you know obviously and they, they've already mentioned that type of stuff and and of course there are the different types of you know different types of farming things different you know potentially uh, you, you know, one of these things is like a metal collector. One of them is kind of a gas collector. One of them is kind of a polymer collector. You know, these types of things would be fantastic as well. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, one of the things I think that, you know, I know you and I want to touch on tonight is, so, you ha so you've made your claim. You've made, you've created your base. Um, and let's just say it's a small homestead, you know, you're just kind of getting, you know, getting started and you got your homestead, you got maybe a, a medium landing pad there, or maybe even a large landing pad with a large hanger and you got your MSR in there. Um, you know, a couple other buildings, you know, but, but not a lot of stuff there. And along comes this A2 and he drops the bomb on you, <laughs> on your, on, well, your, on your base. Yeah. What, what, how are we going to handle that Zell? I mean, what do you, how do you see that playing out in the future? Well, they do have the shield. They're going to have a shield generator. Yep. So that's 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 a start. And they're going to be these big giant dome shields. Uh, we we already saw them kind of working on them a little bit. Uh, so, <clears throat> and it it was a you know on a um, Star Citizen Live, you know, actually a couple months back they were kind of doing that whole shield generator thing, and. You know, from what I understand is that, uh, you know, these things are going to be pretty damn tough to take down. Uh, you know, uh, an A2 is not going to be able to just drop a bomb on it and that'll be that. Uh, from what they were saying is that it would take a 
full out ground assault, you know, a period of time to start wearing the shield down. So, uh, you know, in that sense, you're going to be pretty well protected. And, you know, I, I'm sure that, you know, during that time, there's stuff that you have to do and, you know, kind of regulate the shield modulation and to make sure that, you know, you go, you have to go to the different components and make sure they're not overheating and uh, all these things to create this, de you know, defensive um, situation for yourself. Yeah, I mean, and you might be just shield generators, you know, hey, the biggest ones you can put put up there you know yeah, maybe you know, maybe and, you're plugging in four or five units or whatever to you know type of thing. And, you know i feel like you know something like that you know should cost you know like a lot of money or well, a lot of power you know you really have to have and, like, and, a, yeah, exactly. a, like a, a ton of power, power generation where um you know that also kind of goes into you being strategic with where you put all your stuff yeah i mean maybe you put um, it on a dark and like a you know kind of a dark side of the what's usually a dark side of the moon with no wind <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly oh no you cut so, yourself or, off from you know, a couple energy sources types yeah, you know? exactly <laughs> or you know however how, you know however we decide to uh generate power maybe we maybe it's one of those situations where all one of those planets that uh has a lot of geothermal <laughs> you know, yeah yeah well, exactly right. generators and things you know that actually would be pretty pretty darn cool as well and you're gonna you know hell we have reactors in the you know 900 years in the future right so, and we'll probably have cold fusion in a lot of this as well so you know it's gonna be cool to see how this lays out and you know uh and you know i'll, I'll get back to the shield thing here in a sec but you know how you lay your base out we know everything is uh supposed to be uh where you got to run power to it and things, you know, that mechanic's going to be pretty wild too, right? So you have, your, you know, whatever generates your power, whether it's, you know, your solar array that goes into a converter or, you know, you have some sort of cold fusion reactor or you have geothermal, you know, if they decide to make that a thing. Uh, so, you, you know, you have, you know, your power collection, you have these converters that you know, go into your power plant and then you have everything that's supposed to be plugged into your power plant. So are they going to make it to where you have to certain items, you have to drop the voltage down for, you know, it's like, well, I need a, you know, I need a voltage regulator for this one. This needs to go down to 115 instead of two. Yeah. Two oh yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, I mean, whatever. we really do get into, you know, and then how hackable is that system, you know, remotely as well as just kind of on site? And can you cut, like if you, do you have to build redundancy in? Because if somebody cuts this one main line from this one spot to another, you're, you know, you're kind of hit on this part of your base. You know. Well, it. you know, the way I see it is uh, also building a big ass wall around your base to begin with. Sure. And then you know, try to consolidate all the uh, essential bits. So, uh, like you said, so we can have redundancy in that where. If something gets hit or something that, you know, you have a backup or, uh, you, you know, you go and repair that thing real quick or whatever the case may be. Um, but, you know, it's going to be cool to see how they deal with, you know, power regulation inside your base. And, you know, did you <laughs> did you uh, did you build, the uh, you know, the right size uh, 
generators or, or reactors for the amount of um, shields that you have to keep up. You know, well, and players are smart, right? I mean, you're going to see a lot of kind of whatever bases, but you're going to see some bases where you're like, wow, I never thought to do that. That was in, that was super smart of them. Oh, you know, I've played in this. I've played in this space long enough to know, <laughs> you know, to how to build uh, redundancies and bases and make sure that uh, make sure that the hordes don't come through. So, yep, and I mean, maybe making shooting corridors and other things as well. Oh you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. The way you lay your base out and everything else, and um, so and I know, uh, you know, so you have all that that's going to be pretty involved. And that is very cool on how that, because, you know, base building can be a very, um, you know, expansive thing that you do, uh, very in depth is, um, I I'd say that would go into your base building. Yeah. You know, that's one of the biggest single things that you're going to own inside the world of star citizen and <clears throat> you know probably the one of the biggest amount of um you know is going to take probably some of the largest amount of your time well imagine it's the player right. corporations like imagine it's like it's like so so let's say what you do in the game is you trade Right, and you've mm -hmm. got yourself, you know, now you've got yourself a, a fleet of hull C's, D's, and you, you just purchased your first hull E, and you are just a tycoon. I mean, but so, but you don't really focus on base building, so you don't have all the like, you know, y you could certainly buy a pioneer and do da 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 da, but you might be able to preach approach this organization and say, you know, hey, uh, I I understand that your organization base builds, and they're like, yeah, here's our website, you know, here's the this 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 base is you know uh, whatever 125 million. This base is 250 million. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you you know you kind of order it, and and then you know you got got to get your claim together and that type of thing. But they come out and build your base for you. You know, we oh I'd say oh my stars. I mean, how cool would that be? I'd say bases need to cost a pretty penny. Uh, now I feel like if you're wanting to just do a homesteading thing, you know. It should be accessible to everybody. If you're, you know, trying to um, build your base to where it's, you know, also generating income, you know, you 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 basically got on the best resources, the highest quantity of resources, that type of thing. Uh, where, you know, realistically, in these unclaimed uh, systems. You know, somebody's going to want to knock you off. <laughs> well, and that's how it's gone for years, right? I mean, cities yeah. that build on themselves on rivers. But, you know, it, the, the closer you can build a construction yard to the resources, you know, is that's that is an enormous thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's going to be some competition for these things and they're going to have to have a way for there to be competition for these things. And you may certainly see where, you know, an organization um, you know, they are having a great, you know, uh, you know, they, they've set up this base, they're doing fantastic. Uh, you know, you know, maybe there's another organization that's very interested in, in, in taking over that place and, you know, whatever, you know, kind of use some, some spying and some other th types of things to, to, to kind of figure out a weak moment where they can put the ground forces on there and take it over. You know yep. what I mean? 
Uh, and so it's going to, yes, that type. And, and listen, I think that's a win-win for CIG and everybody in some, in some capacities. I mean, it would be interesting to see if, you know, you know, obviously I'd like to see people to be able to build a little homestead and not have it messed around with that much. And I mean that, you know well, what I mean? But I, but I, mean, I, but I do think when things get to be a certain size potentially, or they're maybe over a certain valuable resource, then maybe there yeah. are different rules around those things. Well, you know, it's most definitely going to be the situation. Uh, you know, basically CIG is, you know, really wanting the, you know, the, the thing that, you know, we also got to keep in mind is they're building out the tools for us to build out the rest of, you know, their galaxies, exactly. their universe. Uh, you know, that, that's their big, their big purpose these days. They want you to be able to build, you know, to build the rest of the world out for them, you know, once, once the game gets rolling. And, and I know that there's, you know, there's going to be, um, you know, there's going to be things in place that keep people from just, you know, trolling your base and things like that. I know that right. that shield generator situation is supposed to be pretty, pretty darn durable. Um, you know, it's going to take a pretty sizable org or a pretty sizable amount of people to, uh, and a lot of equipment to bring, bring the shields down. And I know that your base, uh, from what I understood, and of course, all this stuff is subject to change. And uh, but you know, it's going to be like a lot of other games where people can't attack your shit if you're not logged in. So you know, your bases, if you know, if your orgs and stuff are not logged on, you know, if it's in the middle of the night or something, I know people can't attack. You know, shouldn't be able to attack your attack your base when you're not there. Um, you know, for so a lot of things like that, and to make sure that, you know, they get the meshing, you know, like the uh, surface meshing of these planets and the way you, you know, the way a lot of this stuff is, so people can't cheese it and, you know, go under the planetary mesh and come up underneath it and, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that, so they can't cheat it. I mean, I just lay all my stars and I mean, could you gonna be some of the challenges that they're going to run into because you see it in all these survival games like an arc. And I mean, that was one of the biggest things ever where they just they'd found exploits and go under the, you know, go under the daggum planetary or go under the ground mesh and and come up in your base, you know, so. Well, and it's yeah, it's going to be amazing. I mean, I, I really can't wait. For, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, for, you know, you know, it's just like, to me, like I log in and I go to this, this panel, I'm in say my, my own kind of personal, uh, like my small personal hab, uh, you know, maybe I walk over to the communal building. It's got like a kind of a, like a, a kiosk. I check the kiosk and it's like, Hey, the life support system on, you know, on, on the, on warehouse B is, you know, needs a little maintenance. You know, kind of go do something like, oh my, you know, I know people may not necessarily, you know, for me though, that's just going to be the cat's meow. And, you know, and of course, if, if there is some kind of a situation where, you know, eventually there's manufacturing or some level of, you know, some kind of a factorio, if you will, or something like that, where, you know, you can right. actually do that type of, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that would be just absolutely fantastic. And, and, um, you know, and, and even if it just stays around kind of homesteading and landing your ship and, 
and just being able to kind of grow some food and that type of thing, I would be okay with it. Um, it yeah, will be you know, interesting to see how far it goes. So, yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> a lot of the things that they've already talked about with interior options, you know, you got, you got your Habs, you got your Armory. Yeah. You know, you have, you know, you talked about you know, a little bit about this earlier with the warehouses. So you got storage facilities. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have your med stations, yep. you know, so you're going to have a whole big, you know, whole big med area. Different types uh, of botanical, like farm type things. Yeah. You're going to have hydroponics. Hydro exactly. You're going to have, you know, mining and refinery. All sorts so, of different types of storage type containers. So some are going to be gas storage. Some are going to be, you know, solid storage, you know, all sorts of different kinds, all sorts of different kinds of solar panels. Some of them on the ground, some of them on stands. Oh uh, yeah, here, you know, it was, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you got your ore and gas extractors, which we talked about before. Your solar panels, we just talked about those. Uh, moisture extractors, you know, that's another, you know, that's another thing too. So you have, you know, a little tattooing action in there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, uh, and uh, you know, we we talked about the geothermal. Uh, they had that with the geothermal heat pump, uh, and you know, landing pads, and then you know, just build a whole crap load of turrets. Right? <laughs> you know? and, yeah, and you're absolutely and, right about that, man. Holy smokes, and then you know, hire as many NPCs to walk them walls and things. So, um, you know, it, you know, I think it's gonna be awesome, dude. You know, oh, uh, I just can't wait. I mean, I agree with that 100%. I mean. You know, the day that we're actually, you know, obviously we're kind of putting our foot on the gas. We're going to build our first base. Um, and, 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 you know, and, and we've mostly focused on, you did a really good job of talking about potentially how you can build them out on asteroids. Of course, you know, moons and planets and, you know, I mean, there's going to be, I mean, there's obviously different kinds of bases. I mean, there certainly could be just deep space, like a deep space nine type you know, thing, you know, obviously that's kind of like one kind of space station. We, you know, we haven't really talked about that, but I definitely know that there's going to be kind of these, kind of these ship, you know, if you will, like, you know, have different ships just kind of floating around in space that are connected to each other, more or less, or you EVA to the different ships, you know, um, uh, these deep space kind of, kind of locations where there's, you know, you might have all of you, you know, but, but, but I mean, I, we've talked to, you know, specifically to like the habitation modules and the, and the, and the, you know, the, the liquid storage and material storage and planetary scanners, and the power plants, refineries, the small houses, big houses, you know, all that stuff. It's going to be so incredible to be able to make yourself like a, uh, you know, a little homestead or potentially like an organizational, you know, like kind of got a central organizational area and then people have their yep. homesteads around it. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. It's, you know, and then you just kind of give, go out and jump on your bike and head over to the communal building. Uh, you know, so, part, oh, it's going to be, yeah, just, I mean, just think if, you know, you bought up, uh, you know, how, how, how big is, how big do you want to go? So what if you bought up, you know, 10 parcels of eight kilometer, eight kilometer sections and stuff, you know, you have yeah. this big giant area. Uh, now, you know, I think it gets to the point where you go too big and it's going to be hard, harder to defend that type of thing where, unless you kind of, you get that, I'm sure there's going to be a, you're working a, overtime you know, with your Nautiluses on all. Yeah, man, I think, <laughs> I think, um, 
I think you're going to hit that, you know, their sweet spot in, you know, the size of base that you probably need. And, and, um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty awesome. And, you know, it, it probably will be, um, for a lot of people probably will be an org, um, size endeavor just, you know, just to keep it rolling, just to keep, uh, uh, just to keep it defended, uh, that, you know, that's your base of operations or, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, I, I, you know, I, like, like we said before, I, I, I feel like two things can be, you know, true at the same time where you can have a homesteader type thing where you have a little, little base of your own and you'd probably want to build that somewhere in UEE space where, you know, the Navy can come protect you. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, people do get crime stats if they, you know, blow up your stuff, yep, or whatever. But we also know that the more lucrative um, things are going to be in, you know, uncontested areas or, you know, vandal, vandal contested areas. You know, it's a risk reward thing. So, um, you know, in these areas that, and you know. Maybe we need to find out, you know, like you do have these extractors and you ha- you're making, you know, you're making a passive income from, you know, you know, doing ore or, you know, some sort of liquid extraction. Uh, and, you know, how much, you know, on the high end, how much money could you be generating passively from your base? That That's... You know, I'd like to see where that, you know, where they're going with that. Oh, could you imagine? I mean, if like, let's say, let's say you just happen to be, you know, maybe you have, uh, there's, it's a, it's a, it's a gaseous type biome, you know what I mean? And you've got a bunch of gas collectors on there and, you know, you are, you have like 10 landing pads there and it's just one of these places where you've just gotten, you're in a great spot where people will hit your planet and come refuel. And you've got you you know you've got quantum stocks, quantanium stocks, and you've got hydrogen stocks, and that's the only thing your base does is you just got like ten landing pads out there, and there are people coming in all day long and refueling. You know? Maybe you know maybe that's the way you set it up for sure. Uh, you can make a great income doing that. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, having make sure that you have ship repair in the area and yes, exactly repairs and refuels and. And, you know, and, you know, and, and depending on, you know, the, you know, rearming, if, you know, type of thing, if, uh, you know, maybe if they've earned a certain level of trust with you, you know, or whatever, but you'll certainly do uh, repairs and you certainly do refueling and, and for whatever reason, you just happen to be in a system that doesn't have a lot of, you know, doesn't have a lot of options, you know, and you just kind of corner the market on that stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe it's something that we used to see in galaxies too, where, uh, remember, uh, you know, depending on, you know, how far we go with, uh, with crafting, you know, it's something that you and I have, you know, spoken about a lot and, uh, definitely feel like it, it, you know, is a natural extension of this game is also, uh, you know, we saw that in galaxies where, <clears throat> You know these big uh, crafting collectives would just build a whole big city. Yeah, and it'd be you know that's where you went to shop for everything. 
Yeah. Uh, that was the one awesome thing about, you know, Galaxies is that everything was player driven. The economy yep. was completely player driven. Everything that you owned in the game, besides maybe a few things that you've looted out of uh, at the time that was super hard to get in and out of, like the Mandalorian bunkers and things like that, you may have you may loot items out of there, you know, pieces of armor and things like that. But, uh, you know, the, for the most part, uh, the game was set up that everything that you owned, everything that you used was player built. And if it was any quality at all. You oh. know, yeah, I mean, there was a few, there was some, some basics you could buy around here and there. But if you're looking for the best chest armor of a certain variety, you know, like that would stop like laser energy or whatever, you know, yeah. you know, that type of thing. I mean, it was absolutely player crafted. Yep. I mean, it even extended with everything. I mean, just about anything that you built in game. It's a clothing, you know, it, every, all your, all your outfits, everything. I mean, it's crazy. It had, a, it had a quality level to it. So, um, and you know, you, you could make what would be considered like legendary, you know, quality items, you know, and they were all player made. And, you know, I feel like that's fantastic. And it, it drove the economy. It also drove, you know, interactions between players. It made you know, players, like, search the galaxy for the person who's the best rifle maker. Yeah, it really did. And I mean, you became friends with those people yes. and met a bunch of people through that. And, you know, it, it really did. And the game was set up to drive player uh, engagement. So uh, I feel, you know, it's definitely one of the things that, that CIG that's, you know, top on their list is what can we do to drive player engagement? And, you know, th these are the things, I mean, we, we talked about it in, uh, you know, another, another podcast, like, how are you going to drive people to go buy things off the Banu Merchant? What are you, you know, if you got the Kraken, um, you know, you got the mobile variant, ver ver variant of the Kraken, you know, what's going to drive people to go buy stuff off of your, you know, off of that thing is because it's it, got to be unique. It's it got to be something that you can't buy in game. Because if you can go, if you can go over to Tammany and Sons to get the same crap, that's just what they're gonna do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, it's you know, it's like ooh, well, I, I you know, I looted, and I'm sure, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things that uh, might be interesting. I looted an artifact, and it you know, it's worth a lot of money, or you may need it for a quest, or. Uh, but, you know, if it's just like looted items, I got a bunch of looted weapons or I got a bunch of looted armor. It's like, well, shucks, I could go do that myself. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it's not unique to me, right? Right. So, I, mean, uh, that's, I mean, that's the real danger of the homogenous, you know, nature of things. You know what I mean? And, and, um, and right now, I mean, you know, as it sits, I mean, we, you know, I think we're on the precipice of, of understanding and you know you know exactly which way some of those things are going to head and and i really do hope that they're they've you know they've there's they're got to, you know there's a long-term vision there that's that supports kind of what it is you and i are talking about because that will make this game infinitely playable oh and yes uh, this game you know, kind of going back into the, you know, what we were saying before is, you know, what are you wanting out of this game? Are you, you know, how, you know, how real, you know, how one-to-one -one with real life do you want it? Well, you know, I don't necessarily want it 
you know, like real life. And and even a couple of people even brought this up, I think in like in the spectrum and some other things that, you know, I've read over over a period of time is that, well, this is going to try to, you know, <laughs> they try to adequate it to like the metaverse or something. It's like, not, not the same thing, right? No. You know, we want... We want a extensive, immersive game environment. We still know it's a game. We're not, <clears throat> we know it's, you know, we, we know it has sim elements to it. Uh, right. But, you know, we want a very, you know, expansive, extensive, immersive game. That's what we want. We, you know, we want to be able to build bases, build things, uh, have gigantic big old ships explore you know all these cool new worlds uh these are all the things that we want do you know does it come with you know some some things that are kind of uh you know maybe a little bit annoying yeah well you know that that's kind of part and parcel do you you know do you feel like that uh you know you need to be able to because a lot of this has to do with preparation. That's one of the things that we didn't talk about with, uh, say, like the food and water mechanic is all this kind of is based on your preparation. Yeah. Did you prepare for this? Did you go out exploring? Did you go out on foot mining or exploring a cave and didn't bring food and water? You know, the, you know, these are the, the little things that people, you know, find it annoying, but. The, these are also the little kind of like little gameplay things that you have to keep up with. Uh, do you need a toilet? Do you have to go potty? Yeah, you know, I, I could, I could, you know, I could say, eh, I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's other games that I played where, you know, your character, he did, you know, they did poop. But, you know, it was just kind of like poop and it just popped out of the <laughs> popped out of your character. But um, do I think it needs to be a thing where you have to go to the restroom to make it, you know, a gameplay mechanic? No, not really. I mean, I could probably do away with that. Um, do I feel like your character needs to bathe? Yeah, I could probably get on board with that one. You know, especially when it relates to uh, if they're going to make things like uh, reputation systems and, you know, make those very extensive. Yeah, you probably need to, you know, kind of be a little clean uh, in, you know, civilized society. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to, uh, you know, these landing zones like um, like Area 18 or um or terrors you know somewhere that you know people would be like ooh that guy smells or whatever <laughs> so um yeah i mean that one i could say uh, okay you know it's one of those things that i don't you know i don't think it's a complete you know and and from what i understand it's not a necessary thing it's just kind of a just kind of a quirky gameplay thing when it dealt you know when it you know, dealt with reputation things. Now, like if, say if you're in Pyro and you hadn't bathed in days and days, that would probably go off a little bit better because you're like, oh yeah, then yeah, he is probably a scoundrel because he stinks. Or something. Sure. No, exact, that's exactly right. Or, or, you know, but, it doesn't register at all just because you kind of fit right in. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
So, you know, as it relates to like a one-to-one -one sim with things, I don't think it needs to be like that. But I do think that, you know, uh, certain gameplay mechanics need to be, um, you know, that you need to keep up with. Yeah, right? You got to do some planning, some layers. Things have to have some some layers. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, and I think that, I mean, we're off to a pretty good start. I mean, if you think about... I mean, obviously the mining loop could use so much more stuff, but I mean, if you figure out, you know, like for instance, you go mining and then you bring it to the refinery and then you take the refinery stuff and, and you haul it over. I mean, it is a super simplesque uh, thing. Um, but you know, I mean the, the root, the roots are there, you know what I mean? So I think, you know, knowing that the, you know, when you, you want to create these chain, like chain these things together. Um, and you're absolutely right. I mean, there are some things that, you know, like I'm a, I'm a yes on and some things that I'm a no on. Um, and, and I can, I definitely understand when, you know, you, you know, where some things are tedious for some people, um, you know, and, and I probably, you know, lean towards being able to kind of do some, you know, where I wouldn't think things are tedious. I would just consider it kind of planning or just kind of part of your, your daily routine is, you know, if this is the thing that you want to accomplish. You know, oh, so, sure. and, yeah, and I know di like different people will draw different lines, right. For what's, what's, what's okay for them. But, you know, it's going to be, you know, all these things are still up in the air a little bit. We don't know, you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's absolutely been nice to pontificate on it some tonight. Well, you know, like we said earlier in the beginning, it's, it's, it's finding and it's tweaking finding that immersive, but still fun gameplay. Uh, you know, I don't think everything has, and, and, nor do I want it that way. It's not, I'm not trying to, I mean, yes, this is our escapism or whatever, but I'm not trying to escape into a different world. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, I just want a fun, uh, immersive <laughs> game, uh, which the likes of, you know, let's face it, man, no one, no one's seen a game like this. If they, if they pull it off and, you know, we hope they do, uh, Man, you know, we've never seen anything like that. And, you know, I know I know we're about to wrap it up and I'll just put I'll just put this one out there too, you know. It's like is um you know, how you know, maybe maybe it's one of those things is how real do you want your game? How, you know, maybe the question that you need to ask is how immersive do you want your game? Do you want one of those things where you where you went to a you know, fought against, you know, some some alien critters on this you know, really off the beaten path world. And, you know, you got some kind of weird alien disease or something. <laughs> so, you know, would you want those type of mechanics or, you know, uh, you know, do you, you know, are you in the camp of, um, you know, where, um, where I just want to log in and play for an hour. Well, and that's, a, I mean, yeah. And maybe that's something, that's a great thing that we might consider later, like with death of a spaceman. You know, should there be kind of like you like you were saying, like disease mechanics or other things that kind of maybe, you know, impede your vision or, you know, who knows? You know what I mean? As your as your body degrades a little bit, you know what I mean? If, you know, um, yeah, it's a great question. I mean, and there, I think everybody's you know going to have different lines for some of that stuff. But but, you know, um, I definitely when it comes to the base building side of it, I'm very much into into some nuance and I definitely hope that there's, you know, I hope that it's more than just, uh, you know, pay a little bit of money and you, and you have it. Yep. 
Yep. Well, I think that's a good stopping point. I do. And so thanks, everybody, for listening. You know, uh, of course, as you know, uh, generally uh, I hand these off to Zell at the end. But uh, uh, like I said, I just, you know, I want to say thanks to everybody out there. If you've been if you've kind of hung on this long and have yourself a great night. And, uh, you know, we'll be back actually fairly shortly for another podcast here coming up uh, before too long. So um, thanks. I'll take it away. Well, guys, we've been we've enjoyed your company tonight. And, uh, you know, we, we hope that you've enjoyed the conversation as well. And if you do, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Give us a big thumbs up. Hey, tell us what you like about base building in the comments down below. Or even just kind of, you know, you know with, the, with the question is, uh, you know, what is a bridge too far for you? How, you know, how much immersion do you want in your game? You know, leave, leave, us, leave us some questions down below. We'd, you know, we'd love to hear from you. And with that being said, we'll join you next week on another Runner's Report.